Hey guys, we've got some rough audio on this podcast. Apparently, uh, Facebook demons uh, have gotten into our wires, primarily because we're probably talking about social media censorship. And so there's a tad bit of static here. But because you are a genuine conservative, I know that you will power through. Let's get started with the show. Hello, all of my conservative uh, counterparts. Uh, And should I say, given the recent events on the uh, international stage, my conservative comrades, uh, this is uh, your your friend in freedom, Brandon Lewis, a fellow conservative, Tennessean, over here in East Tennessee, but I care about all three grand divisions of the volunteer state. Uh, We are bringing you the biggest news stories. These are what I call the big seven. Uh, every single week, I go through the top headlines uh, of state and local news in the state of Tennessee so you don't have to. And when I do that, that means that, that you really get the best of the stuff, and I have to wade through the stuff nobody really wants to know about and no one cares about. If you would, in the comments section, uh, make sure that you add where you are watching from, and just type in whatever's on your mind as we go through these stories. Uh, If you like them, if you don't like them, if you agree with the people, if you don't agree with the people, share these in the conservative groups that you're in. And oh, by the way, this puppy is also a podcast. So if you don't like looking at this old ugly mug and you would rather listen to this nasally voice, uh, I don't know which is worse, uh, then go on over to uh, Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, download this puppy, and hey, maybe even leave me a review, a good old five-star review that says, we absolutely love the Tennessee Conservative Podcast, because where else can you get conservative news in Tennessee? Because we all know that all the other media outlets uh, in our state are owned by a handful of corporations, and we know that studies say that only a small percentage, I think this was back in 2016, I believe, when this was conducted, only about 7% of journalists identify as conservative. And so that means uh, about 93% and probably now 95 to 96% of journalists that give you your news hate the way you think, they dislike your candidates, and they do not like your faith or your way of life. And that's a big issue. Uh, and uh, we have been having some issues with email delivery. So if you're not getting our e-newsletter for whatever reason, go back to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and sign up for that e-newsletter. If you're just watching us, following us on our podcast or social media, you would be remiss not to get that. It comes out at 11.30 a.m. We also send you special news alerts if and when you need them. Again, do leave in the comment section uh, where you live. Okay, I'm watching from... I'm watching from a deer stand. I'm watching from, uh, I'm actually really not working. I should be working, but I'm listening to this, uh, or I'm listening to this during uh, lunch, and I am uh, writing you from a nondescript uh, location uh, in a underground tornado shelter. Uh, Chris Reich, are magistrates still using coercion to punish noncompliance with mandates? Do they realize it's a crime punishable by something? It got covered up. I'm sorry, punishable under the U.S. Code. Uh, Yes, we do still have some people doing that. Uh, In fact, I think we have Judge Greer uh, masking about 60,000 kids uh, as if they need to be in school and not be able to see other teachers' faces or communicate or emotionally uh, express themselves. And he thinks that's a good thing because uh, I believe we have a lapse in moral judgment in our uh, nation, in our state, and I pray for it. James is watching from Henry County. 
I uh, would like to talk to you about Conservative Rally and TC Fundraiser here in HC Lynn this year. <laughs> hey, a fundraiser? We need it. We need it. If you could run two quarters together, you'd have more than I make doing this. So uh, email me, Brandon at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. All right. Now, for the people that are just like, good grief, I hate this first two or three minutes. Can't he just get into the news? Get the, I mean, this voice is killing me. Can't he just get into the news? For you people, I'm going to do it. Uh, do share, support, leave comment section. I try to read them as we go. Now, this is a big story. Okay, This is also has an action alert with it. We sent out this uh, previously, and you need to pay attention to this. And this is worth sharing uh, in your groups uh, on Facebook and wherever you, you follow social media, Telegram, etc. Uh, hopefully that truth social can get ironed out. Uh, but this is a big deal, and I've been working on this personally. And I uh, appreciate uh, the folks that are making this uh, happen. And I'm also going to be interviewing the people that we're going to talk about in this first story later next week. Representatives of the Heartland Institute testify in support of social media common carrier bill. Representative Dennis Powers' bill that seeks to designate social media platforms as a common carrier and prescribe fines for deplatforming and shadow banning users has been rolled for two weeks while some amendments are fine-tuned. Let's hope this doesn't get killed by rhinos. And Jason is posting this story as we speak, I do believe, in the comments section. And this is also uh, co-sponsored by Senator Bo Watson. We did an interview about that. You can find that at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. James Taylor, president of the Heartland Institute, and uh, Samantha Fillmore, a state government relations manager for the same organization, testified before the House Business and Utilities Subcommittee on February 23rd. And Taylor said uh, three corporations control 97% of social media traffic, and they are working together to block points of view they disagree with and that threaten the nature of our democracy. Fillmore stated that Tennessee's common carrier bill is very thoughtful. Addressing some of the arguments that others uh, have made against passing the bill, Fillmore said, if someone questions whether states have the rights to pass such a law, she said, states can make and pass laws as long as it comports with general protections. If someone says the proposed law is unconstitutional, the law would have to be heard by the Supreme Court, and they'd have to strike it down with a statement uh, is a little bit premature and speculative. Fillmore said, we need, uh, what we need to see with big pet uh, big tech is not the uh, product of a healthy free market. Uh, instead, there's a lot of censorship. The three main social media corporations unilaterally control free speech on these public platforms, and HB 2639 would correct the corruption in the market in Tennessee for your constituents. I mean, to me, it just amounts to uh, election interference. If you're talking about elections, uh, you can't censor what's said uh, on common carriers on the phone. Uh, we have election laws about equal time on radio and TV that's controlled by the FCC many times in American history, and also in newspapers, I do believe. Many times in uh, human history, uh, governments and corporations have had to control and stifle free speech. I never thought, uh, when I was going through uh, Alabama state history and U.S. state history, I moved here 20 years ago from Alabama, uh, as, a, as a kid in high school, that I would have to be talking about censorship. We are the pioneers, should be the pioneers, uh, for censorship, uh, or for rather for, for freedom of speech in the United States of America. We should be a beacon of hope to places like Canada and Australia, where they've given up their rights. And you've seen the price that they have paid uh, when their liberties and freedoms uh, were not protected. And I believe this is one of those big issues. So please do Go to that article in the comment section. Leave your comments about what you think. If you've been censored on social media, let us know. I'm sure they've turned our uh, channels down 
as we talk about this, but you know, that's part of the price you've got to pay to fight. Uh, next story, Bill proposes to fill teaching positions with warm bodies. Now, that's a headline, but uh, in a way I, I, I kind of agree with this. Um, I agree with this, but at the same time it's also a, a statement about how awful government education is in Tennessee. Uh, legislators are currently considering a bill that would enable the State Department of Education to grant temporary teaching permits to people who are not certified teachers. House Bill 1901, sponsored by Representative Terry Lynn Weaver, who I, I like and who I think is a great conservative. I know, know her to be a great conservative. And Companion Bill, uh, Senate Bill 1863, sponsored by Senator Joey Hensley, would allow individuals to receive an emergency teaching permit to teach almost any class for up to three years. The legislation comes as a recent reports show that the number of certified teachers available in the state continues to decline. I don't blame them. Who wants to go work in some left-wing indoctrination center where only 50-some-odd percent of the money goes into the classroom, where you can't discipline kids, and where your own Republican Party won't give people school choice and, and will not hold people accountable, where only uh, one in four of your kids can read at grade level, and then they're, they're, they're shoving in tons and tons of kids who have never been to school, who speak English as a second language from another country. Imagine why, imagine why the number of graduates from teacher education programs across the state has dropped nearly 20% in the last five years because who wants to work in it? It's a broken system. Weaver spoke at a recent hearing about the need for teachers in Tennessee and noted that a warm body in the classroom is better than none. I agree. And, you know, the other thing about formalized education, I believe it's a racket. Uh, and, you know, I teach... Um, grown men and women how to successfully run service businesses. That's what I do for a living. That's why I can afford to do this because I have another job that actually uh, bankrolls the Tennessee conservative. Okay, just money just comes out of out of our pocket to do this. I don't make any money. I make negative money doing this, which leads me to my next thing. Get off your duff. Go to tennesseeconservativenews.com, hit that support button. And when you do, we will send you, any amount, a proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. Further, we will send you a Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. Some people hate this thing. They really do. The majority, vast majority, like 95, 98% love it. Uh, but some folks uh, got their you-know-what and what about it. I can't make everybody happy. Actually, I don't make a lot of people happy, especially at Rhinos. Uh, they are very angry, very angry at me in general. And we have this wonderful directory we'll send you of all your state senators and state reps. So when they are killing good conservative legislation, killing good conservative legislation, what they sell in the campaign trail is one thing. What they do in the committee and subcommittee is quite another. Uh, then you can contact them. And if you get $50 or more and a recurring do and or a recurring donation, you'll get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. And this is actually made from uh, ore that was mined on the surface of more of Mars. Uh, this would go for around $2.5 billion at auction uh, if Sotheby's took this on. But it can be yours, and we will send it to you. It has magical, uh, mythical, mystical properties. Uh, so please help us out. Uh, everybody's like, oh, we need more conservative media. We need more conservative people in office. We need more of this and that. And then ask, well, how much time or money have you spent advocating for conservatism over the last 30 days? Show me your checkbook, show me your time log. And often we want a whole lot uh, with really not investing any of our time and money. We wonder why things don't change. Because the corporations, I'll tell you, are investing their time and money in turning Tennessee blue and bribing a lot of rhino uh, Republicans. And we'll talk about that in a moment. And it'll, it'll should, you know, it, it should make your hair fly back. 
Next story. Tennessee bill would prohibit state agencies from lobbying for or against state legislation. And I just did an interview with uh, a great conservative senator, Mark Pody, and he said he's having some difficulty on this. I uh, wanted to bring Robin Smith on to talk about this as, as well. Uh, she's co-sponsoring this in the House, but she had a scheduling conflict. Uh, they're both proposing a bill in the General Assembly that in part would prohibit a state agency from lobbying uh, for or against state-level legislation. The bill would also prohibit uh, the use of appropriate funds or funds under the, the agency's control for such purposes. The legislation states that an executive agency, its employees or authorized representatives or liaisons should not use your money, appropriated funds or funds under its control to engage in any activity or in an attempt to influence legislation or administrative action. Further, the Ethics uh, Commission shall administratively assess civil penalties, penalties rather, against an executive agency or an employee of an agency or both for a violation. So two Republicans hope to make public records harder for citizens. Oh, sorry, that rolled into another story there. But backing up on this, basically, I have watched uh, a lot of, I've watched a lot of conservative bills that are really good get killed in committee. And I can remember one of them, Farrell Hale. Uh, we had a, a really good uh, anti-vaccine mandate bill. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Janice Bowling was trying to get it through committee. All of a sudden, UTK, a government agency at, with government money, sends government lobbyists in to kill that bill. What? Why are they there? They're servants of the people. These are our legislators. They send something to him. He looked, Somebody asked him a question about it. He doesn't even know what the amendment's about, doesn't know what it's for, didn't read it, said, hey, is there some lawyer here that can tell me something, some lobbyist? And that's what we have up there. And they have killed things with, with DHS, uh, medical freedom. Uh, they, they kill things all the time. We've got government-funded uh, lobbyists trying to, to kill this bill now. It's, a, it's corruption. Is what it is, and it needs to stop. And I understand somebody might lose their job, but your job as a legislator is not to employ lobbyists. Okay, that is not your job as a legislator is to employ lobbyists at taxpayer expense. Your job as a legislator is to represent your district. Even if some huge corporation gives you a lot of money, sometimes you just got to say, "I'm sorry, I've got a constituency uh, to represent," um, or if it's a if it's some kind of taxpayer-funded lobbying group. That's part of the job. Next story. Two Republicans hope to make uh, public records harder for citizens to access. Representative David Wright, and here's another one, Senator Farrell Hale, who would have thought his name would be in here, have introduced a bill that would, in effect, negate the statutory guarantee that the Tennessee citizens uh, cannot be charged fees to review public records. House Bill 2365 and Senate Bill uh, 2534 spe uh, specify that the cost incurred by a records custodian for producing a public record upon request include the labor costs associated with locating, redacting, and producing each record requested for inspection. We're already paying these custodians of records with taxpayer money. We've got to pay them more? I don't get it. Under the current law, the state uh, allows the custodian records to charge fees only if the requester asks for copies to be made. However, reviewing the public records cannot be charged. According to our source, the bill was introduced at the request of a taxpayer lobbying organization, the Tennessee Police Chiefs Association. This is the kind of stuff you get when you have government taxpayer-funded positions at the state and local level fund, you know, lobbying, lobbying 
against your best interest and transparency. As outlined in an email to Lieutenant Governor uh, McNally by a concerned constituent about the current bill, the, the change proposed in the new bill would be, an, uh, would be enormous and create new obstacles uh, to the public uh, for accessing government records. It is not unusual for people requesting copies of public records to be charged hundreds of dollars or even thousands of dollars uh, by high-paid uh, employees like a director of school's attorney is involved in compiling, reviewing the records. It is not unreasonable to assume those same charges would be levied on citizens who just want to inspect records. And that's another reason why that other bill needs to be passed, so that we don't have uh, taxpayer-funded organizations and employees lobbying against the interest of citizens. And it, it is pervasive up there. It, you talk about a swamp. There may, you know, there may be a big swamp up in D.C., but there's a little swamp up in Nashville, and the same swamp creatures that crawl around up there crawl around down here. I'm telling you, next bill. Bill to limit divisive teachings in universities passes both House and Senate educational committees. A proposed law that would prohibit higher education institutions in Tennessee from forcing uh, students and employees to embrace divisive concepts was heard and passed in both the House and the Senate education committees on Wednesday. House Bill 2670, sponsored by House Speaker Cameron Sexton, good job, was presented to the House Education Administration Committee by Representative Ron Gant. Gant explained that the bill was introduced to address the growing concern of student indoctrination at our public institutions. Well, this train left the station decades ago. Republicans are slow to come around to the party. This is an indoctrination center. Higher education is in our entire state, funded again at your taxpayer expense, to turn Republican kids into Democrats uh, over a four-year plan. And it happens. An effort to ensure our public universities' uh, diversity efforts aren't undermined by initiatives that seek to drive Tennesseans further apart. Gantt concluded his explanation by stating that the purpose of the legislation was to ensure that diversity efforts don't become divisive efforts. Diversity efforts are always divisive efforts, but it's just, it's just a new form of racism. They, they package up racism in different packages. Uh, Lily Fraser says, yes, GOP is very slow. They are slow. Slow, slow to the party. The companion bill, SB 2290, sponsored by Senator Mike Bell, was presented to the Senate Education Committee as well. After explaining the bill, uh, Bell noted that it was almost verbatim. The bill passed uh, last year for K-12 education. The only difference involved the addition of some things that would be more specific to what could happen in higher education. Next bill. Now here's the good, here's something you need to know. And I don't know. I wish more people listened to this. If more people were informed, I think more people would uh, vote differently in Republican primaries. This is a remarkable story, in my opinion, and a sad one. House committee kicks the can on Griffey's E-Verify bill to stop illegal immigration. When you hear people talk about illegal immigration on the campaign trail, I think the majority of them have to be lying. Because as I have covered this issue, the, the corporations control Nashville. The money, the PACs, there's this huge conflict between corporate influence and lobbyists up in, I mean, and, you know, we just recently did a study or did, did an article, and you should go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and check it out, where these lobbying groups spend $60 million a year lobbying 132 legislators. That is $451,000 a year spent per person. 
If you don't think that's corruption, I don't know what is. Back to the story. On February 23rd, a House Banking and Consumer Affairs Committee kicked the can down the road to a summer study for an E-Verify bill that would make it harder, if not impossible, for illegal immigrants to get work in Tennessee. Speaking about the bill before the subcommittee, Griffey said E-Verify is a highly effective way to combat illegal immigration because it works to eliminate illegal job magnets. Several studies have shown that uh, uh, recent uh, immigration numbers fell by almost 40% when a state had a universal E-Verify law in effect. Legal immigration fell as much as 50% in a single year in states with mandatory E-Verify laws. Mandatory E-Verify not only reduces illegal immigration, but also encourages illegal uh, workers to return home. E-Verify protects American workers by ensuring employers only hire individuals who are authorized to work in the United States. Committee member Clark, uh, Clark Boyd brought up another E-Verify uh, bill that he is sponsoring that is co-sponsored by Griffey. Boy said, I think it's got some legs and uh, it's well on its way to becoming a law. Uh, I think that it's where we need to go. I think we probably don't need to pass anything that undoes the work that we've already done on that piece of legislation. I think we can give it some space and see where it goes. Of the two bills uh, that Griffey has, uh, his has the most teeth, and it lowers the threshold of businesses to require uh, uh, people to use E-Verify uh, to six. I think it's 50 now. Employ uh, employees and prescribes disciplinary actions and fines for businesses and individuals that are found to be in violation or employing illegal aliens. In contrast, uh, Boyd's bill lowers that threshold uh, for businesses required to 25, prescribes no disciplinary action, and finds businesses and individuals that are uh, found to be in violation that would uh, work, not, uh, not ask the employees to use the E-Verify system to verify the work authorization, etc. And this has been opposed repeatedly by the Chamber of Commerce which, you know, the first thing they do uh, the first night that session is in session up in Nashville is to, to, to have this big, huge $60,000 plus uh, soiree where they plot people with drinks and slap people on the back. And you wonder why we can't get illegal immigration reform in Tennessee? It's because the corporations, the left-leaning corporations and the organizations that represent them have more influence up in Nashville uh, than, than conservative primary voters do. And so that's why it's so important in your primary to try to find somebody who's actually conservative and get behind them because we don't have many up there right now. I'm just telling you, we really don't. Next story. House Republicans favor uh, businesses over employees by sidelining anti-CRT bill. This is another one with Bruce. Now Bruce, Bruce is on his way out, right? Uh, he's going to be running for judge. And I think on his way out, Bruce is like, well, I'm just going to put a bunch of bills out there. We're going to run them through subcommittees so that people can kill them, and then we'll know who the rhinos are. And boy, we're finding out. Representative Bruce Grippy's bill uh, to eliminate required critical race theory and associated training from the Tennessee workplace was relegated to a summer study. Now, summer study is another way of saying we're killing a bill. That's what that means. By the House Banking and Consumer Affairs Committee on the 23rd, House Bill 2313, in summary, prohibits a person from requiring an individual employee or applicant uh, for employment to complete or participate in training orientation or any other instructional or informational program that promotes certain discriminatory concepts. Representative Jeremy Faison, who apparently is okay with people being uh, subjected for their own employment to being told that they are racist because of the color of their skin, typically white people, is apparently just okay with this. This is crazy. Asserted that Griffey's bill feels like a big government, in which case the bill would tell private businesses that they can't teach in their own business. The Space on Sick uh, Committee, we're getting into a place now where we're telling a business owner 
how you feel can't be shared with your employees. No, that's not what we're saying, uh, Representative Faison. What we're saying is, if, if, if critical race theory is so evil and awful that our kids shouldn't be exposed to it, and 20-year-olds shouldn't be exposed to it, and taxpayer dollars shouldn't be uh, administered to it, it's just modern-day racism, right? What if we said that, hey, we're going to get everybody in the room, and we're going to do a little Klan rally, and we're going to, you know, we're going to do that, and we're going to we're going to talk about how uh, black folks or brown people are evil, and how they're, you know, if we went back to the old old clan uh, messaging, which is that that they are they're inferior in some way, which is what we're doing now with critical race theory, is that some other people are inferior in some way. Would would he be for that? Would that be okay? I don't know. When the shoe's on the other foot. What we do today has huge ripple effects, Faison said. There will be somebody else there years from now who doesn't like what's being taught, what's in vogue then. So either either critical race theory is just modern day racism or it isn't. So we need to get we need to we got people in what and why? Again, I bet if I pulled up, I can I probably do this, and I'm not can't say this for accurate, but I bet if I went and looked at and when you sit on these committees, I bet we could go look at Faison's uh, we could look at Faison's um, checks from PACs, and I bet there's lots of corporate money, much of which probably doesn't come from his district, and when you get stuck on that PAC welfare, uh, and you don't raise money back in your district like you're supposed to, when things like this come through the pike, you can't stand up for them. Representative Kevin Vaughn said, individuals have protection under the Constitution and under the existing civil rights laws bring cases of discrimination. People have remedies if they find themselves in this position. The reason that the legislature has been concerned about these issues in our education system is because in that setting, in that environment, children are compelled to be there and listen to it. No one compels you to stay in a job. Well, Kevin Vaughn, that's a pretty big compulsion. you got a mortgage to pay. you got a, a wife and a husband to take care of. you got kids to feed. And they say, if you don't sit in this room, and if you don't listen to us tell you that you're terrible for the color of your skin, then we're going to fire you. That that's somehow different than a kid being in a classroom. Well, you could, I guess, a kid could leave a classroom. Their kid, their parents could pick up and leave the school district. They could have one parent stay at home and homeschool them. They could try to pay for a public education. Yeah, no, no, nobody's coming in there with a gun to your head and saying you have to stay there. But they'll fire your butt if you don't do it. I'm telling you, this corporate money, this corporate money's got these guys by the short hairs. That's just what I believe. Vaughn also took issue with a component of the legislation that set up a cause of action for employees forced to undergo critical race theory indoctrination as a requirement of employee to pursue up to a $750,000 fine for non-economic damages. Now, I don't know that it should be that high. I think that is, you know... You know, Vaughn said that to me is one of the most anti-business pieces of legislation I've seen in a while. It's a trial lawyer's dream. Yeah, I agree that there are business issues here. But the, the larger issue is this. Either you're anti-racism and you don't want this stuff to be taught in any place. Nobody in any business or any school should have to sit down and be told that there's something wrong to them um, with, because of the color of their skin, either in an educational or an employment environment. But Vaughn apparently disagrees and, and Faison disagree with that. And I think a lot of this just comes down to the corporate money, to the to the lobbying influence, uh, all the stuff that goes on up there. Uh, it's very difficult uh, for Republican primary voters to get a fair uh, share of people's attention up there. People don't like this. If I were working in some kind of 
corporate cube land environment, and all of a sudden, because I had a, because I didn't want to sit with that, because I had a, a, a disagreement of conscience, I'm just there to do a job, right? I'm just there to punch the numbers into the keyboard, to run the machine, to deliver the, the goods and services, whatever it is, and oh, all the way, as an additional condition of employment, let's have you sit in a room and let me tell you how racist you are and how awful you are because the color of your skin. And Vaughn and, and Faison don't think that's a big deal. Well, there you have it. It's terrible that we can't get something as simple, in my opinion, as keeping Tennesseans from having to endure racist indoctrination in a workplace that we get this this stuff. Sorry. I, I doubt that they'll ever come on this program. But sometimes you just got to tell the truth here, and that's the truth as I see it. Brandon Lewis here, ending on that ray of sunshine as we are here in this uh, Tennessee's uh, conservative, conservative uh, uh, state, seemingly so, but in many cases not so. Please do share this in conservative groups that you're in. As you watch this, do go wherever you get your podcast and download this puppy. And I'm telling you guys, ain't nobody else bringing you these stories. Nobody else is telling you who the players are. No one else is telling you what's actually going on because everybody else is trying to, to line their pocket uh, in one way, shape, form, or another. In many cases, you can't spend $450,000 per 132 members of the General Assembly and think that somebody and a lot of somebodies ain't making a living doing it. Uh, so if you would help us, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Hit that red support button on the homepage, and I'll try to bring you the truth and the news. As I see it, you decide what you think, if I'm on uh, or over the target or not. Do leave your comments in the comments section. Uh, do share this wherever you can, and help us find other conservative subscribers just like you. Word of mouth is a big help. Uh, Brandon Lewis with Tennessee Conservative News. Take care. Talk to you next week.